All right, this is it. My name is Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 330 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. What's the worst job you ever had? When you think back, just think back to the beginning. What's the one that sticks out as, yep, that's the one that sucked the most. That's the one I liked the least. That's the one that, uh, you know, that, that is clearly the worst one. Hopefully hopefully you didn't have so many jobs that, uh, that sucked that you have to decide, I don't know, which one is the worst of those. I mean, they're all those three right there are a demoralizing, ball crushing experience. You know, hopefully, I only had one of those. I had some terrible jobs, but you know what? Some of those jobs, I don't like when people say, but you know what? I can't believe I just said that. No, I don't like that. <laughs> That's one of my pet peeves. You know what? You know, I don't like that. It's overused. Anyway, I feel so, I feel so dirty. I feel. Uh, I'm ashamed of myself. Anyway, I I've had some jobs that were terrible, you know, but there were there was there's a shitload of great stories came from them, you know. And I and I worked with people like Fast Check, for instance, a grocery store in West Virginia. That job was terrible. They paid me the least amount of money that that the government would allow, you know. I got verbally abused on a on a on a regular basis by at least semi-alcoholic management team, <laughs> you know, at least, and I don't, you know, and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt there, and, uh, you know, and the place was filthy, I was working with people that should probably have been in an asylum, some of them, you know, and that job was not good, that was not a good job, but it, it was kind of fun, you know, because it was so insane, you know, and I have so many great stories from that place. And I, and I got to work with like my friends, and, you know, I got to work with Rocky, who took what, I see, I don't want to start off, <laughs> start going off on these fast check stories. Like, you know, those uh, milk cartons with the kids' faces on the side of them says, uh, you know, kids that are missing. I used to put their faces on the side of milk cartons. And what the hell's that? Just think about that. It's bizarre. Anyway, it had these kids on there that uh, had been missing for a, a period of time. On the side of milk cartons, Rocky would take a Sharpie and write dead across <laughs> across their face, put the, put the milk carton back on the shelf. People would flip out. Anyway, so that job, that, that job was terrible, but it wasn't the worst one, you know, because I had fun there. If you're having fun... It's not the worst job, right? All right. And also, uh, there was another candidate in, in Dunbar. But these are these are jobs when I was young and I wasn't really, you know. I, I worked at this stupid, I only worked there six months, so at this stupid convenience store. That was right before I left West Virginia. My girlfriend at the time was getting ready to graduate from college. She had her shit together. She was ready to move into the adult phase of her life. I was stuck in adolescence or something I don't even know I mean I had no, she had her shit together I my shit was scattered you know all across 
from here to there. You know, I didn't. I had nothing going on. I was working minimum wage at a convenience store overnight, and it was, uh, you know, I was panicking. I was scared. Like this is not. This is not good. You know, we're we're going to be in two different areas. You know, two different sections of our lives, and this isn't ever going to work. And I I got to get my. I got to do something. My life is like dwindling away. You know, I'm not. I've got nothing going on. I was like panicked. And then one night, some guy came in there and pointed a gun in my face. I said, "That's enough. I've had enough. I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something super dramatic, and I'm gonna, uh, you know, I got to do something. I got, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm on a, a road to nowhere, and I got to do something. So I moved to North Carolina with, uh, you know, with a guy. Well, four of us went over there and tried to get jobs." Two of me and this guy named Gary got a, you know, we we got an apartment together and we got jobs at this grocery store called Food Lion. It's in Greensboro, and that that is the worst job I ever had in my life. <laughs> it was the worst. I mean, it, you know, I was making three thirty-five or something, three fifty. I think I was making three fifty an hour at that convenience store. In West Virginia, there were no jobs there. You couldn't find a job at that point. I mean, every business that you went into had a sign on the door that said "Not Hiring." You know, that's that's the, that was the state of the economy. Like every store, every business that you walked into, there's a sign right right as you push open the door. It says "Not Hiring." <laughs> so don't even come in here and ask. You know, we're tired of answering this question. No, we don't have any jobs here. So there was no jobs, even if you had some shit job where you get a, a pistol shoved in your face in the middle of the night by some drunken hick. Better hang on to it because there might not be another one. At least you're making something. At least you have you have some kind of income. You, you, you walk away from this and you might not have anything, you know, for a long, long time. So I got the hell out of West Virginia. And uh, out of that situation, I did a Hail Mary pass to try to get some kind of jumpstart my adult style. You know, I'm not saying adult. I'm saying adult style job or life, you know. So moved to Greensboro, got this job at this uh, uh, food lion, and I was making something like seven eighty seven or something. It was like, it seemed like an enormous amount of money. I was like, holy shit. How do they pay these kinds of wages? <laughs> How do they stay in business? This is unbelievable. This is like a different world, you know. I mean, I I I, I knew no nobody, none of nobody that I knew was making that that level of income, you know. You know, I mean, I'm talking about people my age. I'm not talking about adults. So I so I went over there. I was like, holy crap, man, this is good. This is gonna be good, you know. And they told you about all the stuff like the 401k or you know, the match. X. So if you start, you know, at your age, if you if you start putting in money, uh, you know, on day one, you could you could retire a millionaire. You know, you could be a millionaire. I was like a millionaire. <laughs> you know, I was like all in on this thing. I went over there. It was, I mean, for from day one, it sucked, um, and it got worse as I went along. Uh, my my buddy, well, he was a coworker. He wasn't really my buddy, but he's a good guy named Gary. The guy I got the apartment with, we were roommates. He he also got a job at Food Lion, but it was a different store, so we weren't working in the same store. 
And um, but he was doing the exact same thing. We were stock stock boys basically overnight. Worked overnight. So I went out at 11 o'clock and worked until supposedly 7, I think is what they said, 11 to 7, if I remember correctly. However, it wasn't always 7. It was until you got your work done. So you you might be there till 9. You might be there till 8. You know, sometimes you get off actually at 7. Okay. So that sucked. You never knew when you were going to get off, Right. And also, they wouldn't let you work one minute of overtime. So if you worked, if you got behind, and you and you weren't, you worked as a crew. You didn't work like if you you didn't work. Uh, it's hard to explain, but um, you did kind of. You were in charge of something specific, but you had to. All the work had to be done as a crew. You know, so if you got behind and you had to stay till nine. Then you had to shave two hours off, off you know, but you had to get your work done. So, I mean, it's, it sucked. So you had to manage. I mean, it was a, a time management thing. You couldn't work one minute overtime. They would fire you if you worked one minute of overtime. And I, I saw them do it, you know. That, and it, So there were people punching out and then going back to work, right? They would, punch, they would work off the clock. And it was like high pressure. All right, so you go in there and... Um, they trained me. I don't remember. I don't even remember being trained, but I was put in charge of call. It was called the soap aisle. It was the aisle of the grocery store where they had like uh, you know laundry detergent and uh, anything to do with soap. You know that kind of stuff. Cleaning supplies, all the cleaning supplies and all the soap stuff and. You know, it had bath soap. It had like uh, you know laundry stuff and. I don't know, whatever. You know what I'm saying. So that's what I was in charge of. I was put in charge of that of that aisle, and I was responsible for that aisle. And I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, the the the, the training was not good, and uh, you know it was uh, it was it sucked. It was uh, it was high. It was like manual labor, really hard. We we're unloading trucks, and we're unloading trucks. I mean, you'd be a freaking tired. You'd be like burned out and broken down, <laughs> you know, by the time, like that would be the first thing you do. You walk in and you have to unload a truck, right? And you had to sort it. Everything had to be sorted in these different sections. Like I had my own section of the warehouse and it was just a small little footprint, right? So, um, you know, and if it went outside the footprint, if you, if you order, like I had to order stuff too. Oh God. It's hard to even explain it, but um, so I was in charge of ordering. I was in charge of cleaning. I was in charge of uh, straightening everything. Like everything that happened in that aisle, it was me. That was that was my job. I managed it. I maintained it, and I didn't know what I was doing. And it sucked. It was hard work. Uh, my coworkers were not exactly, you know, the most sophisticated people in the world. You know, I was working with people who, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be mean, but these were not, you know, these are not road scholars. But they all did a better job than I did. I could tell you that much, because I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing, and it was hard. It was like physical labor unloading those trucks, like lumping big, like pallets of water coming off that thing. Like everything's like super heavy, and you're just like so. The first thing you do when you get there, unload these trucks and sort the stuff out into different, uh, like open each box, you know, cut the tops off each box, put it in the in the section it's supposed to go into, 
And then you start working on your aisle. And you go out there and you restock everything and you clean. Everything had to be clean. Everything had to be faced. You know, everything had to be. And, um, you know, and then you order. You order the stuff that you need and you think you're going to need. And you can't, you can't go outside that footprint in the warehouse. The footprint in the warehouse, you know, that was, that was what you had to work with. So you can't overorder, but mister, you better not underorder. You better not run out of something because you'd have like upper management up your ass about it. So you got this asshole uh, warehouse manager, this grizzled old fuck that works in there, like Sergeant Carter from the, like the uh, Gomer pile, you know. This old guy, I guarantee he was like some kind of staff sergeant in the army or something in a previous life. And he was like, he, 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 you know, he'd bark at you, you know, if you ordered too much. So you're walking this tightrope, right? And, and, all right, okay, here, here's the part that I, I never could under, I never could get a handle on it. It was the bleach, you know, like Clorox. And they had a, like a store brand version of Clorox too. Just big bottles of bleach, right? Takes up an enormous amount of space. That thing's cost like 79 cents for a, this big jug, you know? So it's like a huge, takes up a huge area, you know? Because these bottles are big. And uh, so, you know, you can only put like 12 bottles on the shelf at, the, at a time. And for whatever reason, that stuff sold hand over fist. Like, who buys bleach? I have never, I don't think in my entire life, I mean, I mean, I, I'm probably not a very good example because I'm a, you know, I'm barely an adult. You know, I don't, even now, I mean, but I have never in my life purchased a bottle of bleach. I mean, I mean, who's buying all this stuff? I mean, I know people buy it. I know people use it in their laundry and they use it for other things too, but I don't. And, um, and I, I, I just can't imagine that many people so the thing was out all the time right and it came in these giant boxes they had six bottles in a box and it took up and took up a lot of space in the warehouse <laughs> you know and so i got that footprint problem and sergeant carter back there yelling at me don't go outside don't go outside your lines you know you know so he's yelling at us not to go outside the lines, not to go out, you know, beyond our footprint. And uh, but at the same time, you know, if, within an hour, you need to take another box of that stupid uh, bleach out there because people are buying the people of Greensboro buying bleach like the Russians are in Pittsburgh, as as one of my coworkers used to say, you know. And it's like buying that stuff hand over fist. There's so much bleach being purchased. It's like, oh my god! So I don't know how to do this. I don't. What am I like? Some kind of math genius? What am I? The water? What is that guy's name? The rain man? God, the water man? What am I? The rain man? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. I mean, I can't go. I I got Sergeant Carter yelling at me on one side. I'm getting squeezed by him, and then I'm getting squeezed by reality. All these people buying all this bleach. I mean, it was like it was maddening, maddening, you know. And then, and oh, okay, that so that part sucked, and it was it wore me down. I wouldn't get off work. I was tired all the time. There was not a moment of the day or night that I was not tired, sleepy, you know, 
muscles aching, and I was in pretty good shape back in those days. I can't imagine if I tried to do that now, I'd probably be dead. I'd probably no, I'd probably end up in some kind of a wheelchair situation. I'd probably be, you know, paralyzed. But um, I was in pretty good shape back in those days, you know, and I was still just tired all the time. And they played uh, in the store. They played this top forty radio station. And they played the same songs over and over and over. I mean, it was the same. It felt like, I mean, top 40 is what it was. You know, that was the format. I don't think they played 40 different songs. I think they played, they played like the top 10 maybe over and over and over again. And every once in a while, they just like feed into feed another one in from the top 40 probably. But it was the same songs over and over again. And the big hits of that day, of that moment, of that of that era, was we built this city. You know that Starship song, which is always on worst songs of all time. If you see these lists, the worst songs of all time, we built this city by Starship. That thing's that thing's terrible. I mean, when I hear that thing, it just gives me a full body shiver. It just takes me right back. Well, it's a sucking song to begin with. It's just the worst. But it also takes me right back to that food lion trying to walk a walk a tightrope, a bleach tightrope, <laughs> you know, and I'm you know, and I'm I'm stressing out, I'm tired, I'm beaten down. I feel like somebody's just like taking me out back and just like just beat me with a like a like a like a, a tube sock full of nickels, you know, just over and over. My body's all beat up. I'm stressed out. I'm tired. I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> you know, it sucks. It's the worst. It's the worst thing ever. Who's buying all this bleach? And they're playing. We built this city and this stupid song, uh, "Broken Wings." There's a song, "Mister Mister." These are the songs that are getting played over and over and over again. Both those songs are triggering to me. "Mister Mister." What the? What kind of garbage? I mean, it's like over, just constantly playing the same songs over and over. I go on lunch break, and these guys are like, I mean, I don't want to be mean because they were nice. They were nice to me. But they're, you know, you can't even have a conversation with these guys. They're like talking to me. It's just like they're they're kind of simpletons, you know? It's like oh, everything's sexual. Everything, they're just talking to sexual, everything, you know, or, or just stupid ass, you know, just stupid ass stuff. Like I, t- I, I, there was, there was, we were sitting out there. We used to have break out on, um, we'd sit up on the uh, checkout counters because the store was closed. We'd just sit up there and it had all those like uh, National Enquirer type magazines. So we'd sit out there, we'd bring our own lunch, um, and we'd sit in there, sit out there and eat a sandwich or something and, and, and shoot the shit, you know. And these guys are like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I like them, you know. There's nothing. I mean, I had no issue with any of them. It's just, you know, you know, there's not much. You're not gonna get much interesting. But um, there was a on one of, on one of those uh, magazines, those newspapers, those tabloid newspapers. There was this guy who didn't have a body. He was like standing on his hands, like he had no body from the torso down. Like he had no. <laughs> he just had like a chest and a and a, like a torso. But nothing below that, and he's standing there on his hands, right? 
And um, they were talking about that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And um, there was this one guy. They were talking about how he takes a shit. It's like the guy has no ass. They're, they're talking about how he takes a shit. This is how. <laughs> this is where it gets to. I mean, and you know, I enjoyed that part. And the, I remember this guy. This guy. I can't remember his name. I don't know. It's been so long. But I remember him going. He, he got all exasperated, and he goes, "No, man." A motherfucker can't shit if he ain't got no ass. <laughs> I just remember him saying that. And he was like emphatic about it. I thought that was about the funniest thing I ever heard. And there was a guy too. He's like, "What are you doing, Jeff? Walking around here like one of them? What, what do you call them things? Zambies walking around like a zombie?" I said, "Yeah, I'm walking around like a zombie." Yeah, I feel like I've been beat with a bag of taters. <laughs> I feel it sucks. It's a piece of shit job. There's a guy that worked in there at BO. You know, we'd be over unloading that truck. I'd be like, oh, God, I'm in hell. This is exactly what hell is, you know. I mean, 787, it's not worth it, you know. God, even, even you know, I was, you know, I couldn't have, I had no time. When, even I'm making all this money. Supposedly, you know, it felt like a lot of money to me. And no time to spend any of it, just working all the time, sleeping. Oh my God, it sucked. It sucked so bad. <laughs> and then I, I ended up going to Peaches, which is the record store that I worked at for a long time. I started working there part time, believe it or not, because I wanted to get my foot in the door, right? I had to get my foot in the door, try to get, try to transition over from this, this hellish grocery store that I was working at into this record store. So I, I made a I made a deal with the with the store director that I'd work Saturday and Sunday. So I was working I was working five days a week at the Food Lion and then I I was working on the weekends at, at Peaches. And um and at some point I got offered a, a manager job at, at at Peaches and I uh so I flip flopped it you know, I started working uh, full time at Peaches, part time at Food Lion. Then eventually, over time, I was able to jettison that 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 stupid ass Food Lion out of my life, like completely out of my life. That was the worst job I ever had, by far. So, and I don't even have any good stories really. I mean, I had that story. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's not really none of it's very good. It's not like it's not like the you know, working at, at Fast Check, where I have like 10,000 stories of insanity that went on. I got nothing. It's just, it was just hard physical labor. And it was, uh, you know, trying to manage that stupid ass bleach. Ugh. And I, I get triggered when I see a bottle of bleach. I get triggered when I hear, we built this city or broken wings by Mr. Mister. I'm, I have post traumatic. Stress, what is it? PT, post traumatic stress disorder <laughs> from that place. What's the worst job you ever had? Call in, call in the hotline and let me know. I'd like to hear about it. Is it, uh, you ever worked at a grocery store, like a big time grocery store, where it was like super strict, like that place? You've got Sergeant Carter barking at you back there, yelling, you know? 
you know, you can't go outside the lines because they got they got like tape on the floor, and you got that section. You have to build it up. Things like so, so you had to go up instead of out. You know, so I got stuff stacked all the way to the ceiling. Things are gonna tip over and kill somebody. You know, so I had to order all this bleach. It takes up a lot of space back there. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Anyway, tell me. Let me know. You know, if you want to share. Tell me what the worst job you ever had. Tell me a little bit. Tell me a reason why. Call us, 570-290-8151, and fill us in on that situation. And speaking of the hotline, we have another call from our old friend Ian in Scotland, and here it is. Hey, Jeff, it's Ian in Scotland, in the car. Beautiful evening, driving to Fife. Um, so, yeah, um, HBO's The Walking Dead. <laughs> that was the uh, the series that went on forever. Um, I got sucked into that. It was really good. Early days. And then, uh, just the same. Watch it with the zombie. Ah, watch the zombie. And then, just the script got really bad. The main characters died off. Um, and... Yeah, I think I lasted till season 10. Some incredible. Until, yeah, just fuck that. You know, just too much, too much. Um, it's like Arcade Fire. They had a great lyric on their last album. Fuck season five. We unsubscribed. Fuck season five. It's like, um, you know when you've got kids in the car and it's like, how much farther? How much farther? It's like, soon, we'll be there soon. How much farther? Yeah, we'll be there soon. I think I was priming you <laughs> as a kid uh, for these bullshit series that go on forever, you know? How long has this got to go? Season 15. Man, it's just nonsense. Anyway, that's that. Yeah, so The Walking Dead. I don't know if it's still on, don't know if it's finished, don't care. I recognise now it was foolish and it sucked up far too much of my life uh, watching zombies. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so yeah, Aldi, yeah, that's good. That's my favourite shop. Um, I think I, I sent you something uh, about Aldi and Brewdog. So Aldi ripped off Brewdog, then Brewdog purposely ripped off Aldi. And then Aldi stocked that beer, which is quite funny. Um, I went from this kind of feud to this kind of um, laugh, kind of humorous banter kind of thing they had. Quite funny, check that out. And they do good beer here. I don't know what the beer's like in Aldi. Aldi, we call it. Aldi. Um, I don't know what the beer's like across there, but they stock some pretty good beers from some kind of local breweries. Really good. Still my favourite shop. Cheap and... Unexpected. You can go there in there for uh, milk and end up with a scuba diving suit. <laughs> Depending on what they've got on offer, uh, every, every week is a surprise in Aldi. Um, I think that's us. Oh yeah, sticking with Succession. That's a good show. I recommended that a while ago. Brian Cox is from Dundee, um, and a lot of people in Dundee. I know a lot of guys like him. The way he is in that series, Succession. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> that's that's a Dundee thing. That's a, a much-loved phrase here. Fuck off. 
Um, anyway, yeah, stick with it. And, and season two, they come to Dundee, so um, watch out for that. Okay, mate, keep up the work. Bye. Yeah, The Walking Dead. I was talking about recently, I was talking about uh, a show I watched on HBO called The Last of Us. I finished it. That thing was excellent. I highly recommend that. It's a it's a zombie show as well. You know, it's these uh, people, uh, some kind of fungus gets loose, gets up in people's brains, you know, just messes people up, turns them into zombies, you know, and then they eat each other and, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> so it's about this guy and a, and a little 14-year-old girl. They're traveling across the country trying to get to this uh, encampment where they can, uh, where the girl who is apparently immune to this this fungus because she's been bitten multiple times, she never gets the disease. So they're gonna try to uh, try to make some kind of vaccine out of her blood or something. So they're traveling across the country, and they're just encountering all kinds of nonsense. And uh, it's a really good show. It's really well written, acted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a uh, highly recommended. The Last of Us on HBO. I was talking about that, and I was like, what was that other zombie show that was on forever and ever? That's right. I couldn't remember it. It's The Walking Dead. I actually saw maybe like half of a fir- half of the first season back when they had Netflix. Well, I guess they still do. When you used to be able to get like DVDs in the mail, which is what Netflix started out as. You know, you get the red envelope in the mail, and then you return it, and, and then they send you the next thing on your list. You know, remember those days? I know people that still do that, you know. I guess they're going to discontinue it soon, like September or something. But anyway, uh, I I think I watched like a half a season of that. I don't know. Couldn't get into it. I mean, it was all right. I mean, I didn't hate it or anything. But So I don't don't really have too much experience with that show. But I know it went on and on and on, like you said, Ian. It went on and on and on and on. Is it still on? I think it might still be on. (laughs) I I think it started when I was in high school. It feels like, and now it's still on. No, I know that might be an exaggeration, but that that shit went on forever. And um, I never, I don't, I, I don't really have too much experience with it, but um, I was aware of it because everybody's talking about it. And there are a bunch of spinoffs. How do you spin off a zombie show? You know, how do you do that? But anyway, yeah, I never, I never watched that show, and I don't really have any interest in watching it ever. You know, but uh, The Last of Us, I would recommend that. That thing is solid. Solid as Sears. <laughs> Remember that phrase? That thing is solid as Sears. And now Sears, out of business. It's no longer around. Not too solid anymore. But anyway, um, if, if, you enjoyed, uh, if you enjoyed the zombie stuff, that's a good one. The Last of Us. And I found I was digging through my stuff the other day. I was thinking about it for some reason. And I found my bootleg copy of uh, Dawn of the Dead. Now that is the pinnacle. That is one of the greatest. I mean, that's a zombie sh- movie as well. That is one of the greatest movies ever. That is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I'm not being ironic. That thing is fantastic. It's a zombie movie. It's kind of a follow-up to Night of the Living Dead, which was also great. But Dawn of the Dead is even better. I'm talking about the one that came out in 1978. I think it's been remade at least once. I'm talking about the original one. The George Romero, you know, Night of the Living Dead, you know, it's a classic, and rightly so. 
but Dawn of the Dead, that thing, that thing's, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get all melodramatic about it. That thing's a piece of art. It's a work of art. <laughs> it takes place in a shopping mall, and um, these people are, are are holed up in this shopping mall, and they're zombie. Ah, oh, it's great. The thing is so good. I mean, so good. Found my boot, and it's out of print. You can't find it anywhere. So I got, I don't know. I don't know if it's a bootleg or if it came from a different country or something. But I have a copy of it, and it's a pretty good, it's a pretty decent copy, too. So um, it's hard to find. I think you can find it on eBay, but um, they're, they're questionable origin. I don't think they're actually in print. But anyway, if you like zombie stuff, Dawn of the Dead, if you haven't seen it, fantastic. Highly recommended. Um, you, you talking about Aldi? Yeah. Tony goes there. Tony goes there, and I go there. I told you I was talking about. I go there and buy an armload of uh, of those uh, those fraudulent cookies. They have a they have this cookie aisle, and it's like all these like knockoffs of like national brands, and I might add Girl Scout cookies. They have their own versions of them, and they taste exactly, I mean exactly like the originals. You know, and they're cheap. And I don't do it very often because I don't. I don't need to be just like you know, powering down sacks of cookies. I mean, I'm already a portly lad. You know, I don't need to do that anymore. So, but I go in there every once in a while. Maybe like every three months, I go in there and buy just a a ton, like an armload of fraudulent cookies. <laughs> that place is crazy. Like you said, you know, you go in there. You don't know what they're gonna have in there. It's it's bizarre. It's stuff from all over the world. <laughs> There's stuff from, I mean, they have like, uh, I mean, just like I said, I said like Arabic toothpaste. They have like like stuff like that, like toiletries that are there from like foreign countries, like have foreign language. I don't know. It's like all kinds of weird stuff in there, and um, they they have other stuff too. And, and everything I've had that I've had. Limit. I have limited exposure to it. It's been pretty damn good too. Tony buys produce in there. I don't know about meat. They sell meat in there, probably. I don't know. I don't know anything about that either. But um, yeah. And you 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 talking about selling beer? They don't sell beer in our Aldis. <laughs> I don't know. They don't sell beer. But um, you know, I'd be kind of interesting. I'd, I'd be into that too. Brew dog. I know you told me that you bought. Uh, you, you're like a part owner in that in that outfit, or you bought some uh, shares of it or something. They sell it around here. I haven't had it yet. I know it's a it's a Scottish based. It's called Brew Dog. I need to try that out. I will do that in your honor, Ian. I'll do that soon. I'll buy a six pack. I know they have it over here at our uh, Garrity's. So I'll buy a six pack of one of their IPAs and test that thing out. So uh, I don't know. I don't. Uh, we don't. They don't sell beer in in, in our Aldi. <laughs> I wish they did. I just go in for the fraudulent cookies. I haven't seen any scuba suits, but you know, maybe next time. There's a place called Ollie's here that sells. It's like a. I don't know. It's like a junk. It's like you know. You go in. You literally don't know what they're gonna have. It's stuff that's been discontinued and that kind of thing. I went in there one time. I don't go in there ever anymore because it's it's a depressing it's a depressing situation. Like I don't know I don't like those kinds of stores, big lots, Ollies, those kinds of places. I don't know they they depress me for some reason. It's like the last 
you know, the last it's stuff that it didn't work out, you know, and then they're selling it to trying to sell it to us for cheap, you know. So it's a bunch of failed stuff, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I don't know. There's something about that place that depresses me. But um, I went in there one time, and they had they had full size Las Vegas style slot machines in there for sale. <laughs> but they all had Japanese writing on them. They're all they were Japanese slot machines, and I'm not talking about some toy. I'm talking about full blown casino caliber, you know. So I don't know. Might go into Aldi one day and they have slot machines in there. I don't know. I haven't seen any of that yet. But um, you know, I'm gonna start going in there more. It's an interesting place. And Succession, yeah. I mean, I had a hard time with it at first. It took me a little while to get into it. But we're loving it now. We're in the we're deep into season two. And uh, you know, the characters are fully defined. <laughs> They're all despicable human beings. And um, every one of them, all the kids are, like, deeply damaged, you know. And the dad is just like, I don't know, he, he's something else. He says he's from Scotland. That sounds right. He he seems great. Whoever, that guy's great. He does a great job with that. In fact, everybody does a great job in that thing. It's, it's like uh, whoever cast that show did a great job. But that shows. I mean, it's starting to get better and better. You know, I had a hard time with it at first. I'm like, I don't know if I like this. You know, it's just it's kind of uh, dark, but not not super funny. But now it's more funny, and it is it's definitely dark. But the story's getting better and better. Maybe I'm just understanding the characters better, but starting to really get into it. So I I love it. It's fantastic. We're probably almost done with season two. So. We're going to power through those. We'll watch all of those. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for the call, Ian. I appreciate it. As always, call me anytime you want. And you guys call me, too. The rest of you. Uh, 570-290-8151 is the number. Also, if you want two of these a week instead of a measly one, you can do that, too. Head on over to Patreon. That's Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation. And you'll get an extra episode every week. So if you're interested in doubling down on the Surf Report podcast, you can do it today. Patreon.com slash Jeff K. And I would say uh, surfreportpod.com as well. I don't know what I'm going to do with that website. Eh, I mean, I'm going to maintain it for a while. But um, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe uh, consolidating everything down into the WBSR.com. More to come on that. But for right now, you can check it out over at, uh, da, 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 what's it called? SurfReportPod.com. All right, we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening and all that jazz. Until next time, which will be over on the Patreon side for patrons only. Hope you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. Fuck off.